Welcome to another episode of Ring and Steel Podcast. I am your host, Patrick, with my co-host, Mike Hall. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing good, Patrick. Thanks for asking. How have you been? Ah, uh, busy. We'll say the least. It's been a busy time lately. So today's show, we've got some stuff going on. We will be talking to Dustin Harding from Athlon Optics, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be a good one. So, Mike, what have you been up to since uh, our last show? Oh, same story. Building the shop. Uh, we got through our electrical inspection. Uh, we're down to putting the siding on to get the final approval or final uh, permit, final inspection passed for the permit. Um, black market coatings has been busier this year than I've been in the last three or four years, which is a great thing. Uh, finally caught up. As of the writing for the notes for the show, I had caught up, was back to standard two-week lead time. However, after the last three, four days, I'm pushing out to a three- to four-week lead time again. We've been bombarded with more orders. Uh, did a couple custom builds, finished a really sweet uh, AR platform with a JP barrel. Uh, this thing's decked out. Athlon Ares BTR Gen 2, four-and-a-half to 30 scope. Um it's got gun candy razorback for it, finish on it. Uh, it's got a rise armament RA535 trigger in it. Uh, Luth MBA1 rifle stock. Uh, we didn't hold back on this gun. It's got everything. Adjustable gas block from JP Rifles on it. Uh, we're going to take it out, hopefully this Saturday, and do a barrel break in with it. Um, we do have inventory in, finally. Uh, we've got a 6.5 Creedmoor in, uh, Alex Pro 20-inch AR-15 with medium contour barrel. Uh, we've got a Luth 20-inch AR kit in. Uh, we've got a couple Athlon optics in, uh, a couple Black Friday deals we had on some binoculars. I have just a couple of those remaining. Uh, we got in triggers from Rise, and I actually got an email today that while I was out, I got a couple more triggers delivered from Rise, so I'm excited to get back to the shop and see what those are. Um... And yeah, for anybody looking, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Black Market Coatings, or you can jump to our website, blackmarketcoatings.com, or call us at 763-280-3930. Uh, if we don't have it in stock, we can get it. Uh, I just placed an order yesterday for a 204 Ruger barrel for a guy. Uh, that one shipped today to us, so we'll be delivering that. Uh, Man, I've got a lot of FFL transfer requests. That that will happen at this time. There's just nothing in the stores. And yeah, people buying online. Whether I've got people buying online from pawn shops in Texas that they're shipping out to me now. So, and, and I'm gonna apologize now because you're popping your peas really bad. Tonight. I hear that. I I've, I haven't had that problem before. No, no. Just when you get home, I know you've got a mic at home. Just sit and practice. And you'll get to it. So any listeners, I apologize for the popping of the peas. It is hard. I don't run mic filters here. Um, it'll probably come down when I edit it. So I just wanted to apologize. Myself. Yeah. I, what I, have you been up to? There's some new toys in the. Well, I came to the realization about two days ago that I have spent about $55,000 on fishing equipment this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many smart-ass comments running through my head right now. First, I bought a bankruptcy on a trailer, boat. Yeah. Okay, got that all set. Love my boat. Had a great time this summer. I've talked about it on nice the podcast. Nice little boat, too. Love that thing. It, it works. It's fun. It's got enough room for me and my family. 
It just works. Perfect. But now this time of year, I can't really use a boat. We could push it around on the ice. No. (laughs) No. So I bought myself an ice castle. I got a 17-foot RV ice castle. I've got sleeping for six. And yeah, it's a pretty penny, but it's the RV edition. So I get to use it this summer and all year round. So when I go hunting, I've got a place to go hunting at. When I go camping, when I go camping with the family, myself, uh, when I want to go fishing on Upper Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, any of that stuff, I've got something I can use year round and enjoy it. Except for this time of year. Right in between. Right, where there's three inches of ice on some of the places and it's not really good ice and you don't really trust it. I know our one guest, Adam, was out fishing today. He went out again today? He did go out again today, but that's one of those things of you really have to watch your ice. And no ice is safe. Anyone who's listening, if you're wondering what safe ice is, there is no safe ice. When I first moved up here and experienced ice, it was the creepiest thing. Sitting on the ice and it reminded me back in high school when you hear the kids with the cars with the subwoofers, you just hear that low rumbling boom. Right. And I'm sitting there looking around, and there's cars all over. I'm like, man, somebody's cranking a stereo. And the guy looks over. No, that's the ice breaking. And we're on 18 inches of ice. I'm like, right. yeah, where's the shore? I'm out of here. Right. Well, I took you ice fishing last year. You seemed to enjoy that. That was a good time. We did. I uh, had a lot of fun with that. Well, we will be doing a show, probably at least show notes and something like that uh, from... Somewhere in northern Minnesota, be it Bemidji, Leech Lake, Upper Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, something like that. I will be doing a lot of fishing up that way this year, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I am going to call our guest. Uh, we, we have a time slot, I'm guessing, yeah. with him. Yeah, I told him we'd be calling him right around 530, so he's he's sitting there ready for us. So we're right on time. Um, I'm going to run through a quick introduction. Uh, Dustin's the marketing manager for Athlon. Uh, That being said, he is an avid 2A enthusiast uh, working in the industry for over 10 years. He has competed in USPSA 3-Gun. Dustin, Dustin, Mike Hall, Black Black Market Coatings, Ring and Steel Podcast, and uh, Patrick Hagmeyer here. Hey, guys. Nice to meet you both. Yeah, appreciate you letting us give you a call and chat with you today. Yeah, uh, no problem. I was just going through your uh, intro, your little bio here. I uh, just got to the part where you do uh, been doing some three guns, some extreme long range, and uh, you just, it looks like you're on PRS and NRL 22 uh, lately. Um, yes, sir. Really excited to see that. I just started shooting NRL 22 myself this year, uh, and that was my <laughs> that was my introduction to your optics. I uh, picked up a used Argos from a buddy and threw that on my uh, Ruger RPR and man that scope that that set me with you guys um, and that's when I uh, decided to become a dealer for you um, is there anything you'd like to open with before we start uh, hammering you with some questions here oh let me let me double check the show notes here real quick um, yeah I'm not uh, I'm not uh, the best in any of it I consider myself to be pretty well rounded and kind of a jack of all trades and try to try to stay in the top 30 percentile but <laughs> you know how that goes yeah um let's see here show notes yeah so shop buildings how long has that one been around yeah about five years uh surge doing great product line yep uh plans 
Yeah, David, we'll, we'll go through those here in a second, as long as you're good with oh. those. Yep. Um, so I'm you, good with everything else. All right. Yep. So you, you did say, this is Patrick, you did say Athlon's been around about five years now? Yeah, it's been about five years. All right. And, and with the surge, you, you are keeping up. So when people want stuff, I mean, there's a lot of optics companies out there that are having supply and demand problems. There's a lot of stuff that is... People want stuff. They want stuff now. We know it in the firearm industry in general that it's hard to get a lot of firearms. But you, you all seem to be keeping up with that pretty well so far. Yeah, uh, you know we might run out of stock on something short term. You know, less than thirty days typically. Uh, the way we're set up, the way we're structured, it, it, we're pretty good about getting replenishment very quickly. So uh, we don't stay out of stock for here long on anything. Okay. And then just for me, I, I talked to Mike a little bit about this, and I had to do my research on your, your products as well today because, well, I, I'm not an Athlon guy, so it's a little bit blind. I, I do use a lot of scopes from another manufacturer. But the more I looked, you know, you, you run a lot of the same coatings that a lot of the other big names out there on the market that people know just by, oh, you need to have a X type scope, whatever that is. It seems like you do a lot of the same coatings on your lenses and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of the same trends in the industry. Um, most everyone is going to have some kind of a protective coating or uh, transmission coatings or something. And yeah, um, that, that's kind of where we pride ourselves. We do bring a lot of the same features uh, to market, and, and we tend to do it a bit cheaper than most people can. Okay. Yeah, my customers are always uh, highly impressed with the pricing. Uh, extremely competitive for what I'm able to supply them with from you guys. Um, I, I just put a uh, the Athlon Ares ETR on my 6.5 Creedmoor that I'm starting to practice to start doing some long-range stuff with. And the looking through that scope, looking through that optic, it's just clear as day. I, I tell all my buddies, you can see the hair on an ant's ass at 1,000 yards and hit it with the gun I'm shooting. So uh, really... Yes, Really appreciate the options you guys offer. Um, so real quick for some of our listeners out there that don't know, what all does your product line include? I mean, I know because I've got the catalog, uh, but I get customers calling all the time, you know, what does Athlon offer? So, um, you know, what are your what are what are your favorite components that you offer? And then what, what all do you guys cover from optics to red dots and things like that? Yeah, so we do have a full line of rifle scopes. We're pretty heavy on the first focal plane options. Um, that being said, we do have uh, the Midas BTR, the second focal plane options. Um, we've gotten more into the tactical market um, last year, and moving into 2021, you're going to see more of that tactical line being developed. Um, in fact, here in the last two days, we've released two new, uh, well, one's a red dot, one's a prism. Um the Aries ETR 1 to 10. We've got that as well. Uh, let's see. Spotting scopes. Pretty much a complete new lineup of spotting scopes here in the last year. Uh, anything from a sub $200 Talos spotting scope to we just released the Aries uh, ultra high definition ED glass um, 20 to 60. It has an optional eyepiece that you can get and swap out and you can have a fixed 28 power um, mill reticle in your eyepiece there. Uh, laser range finding binos. Um, 
little bit of everything. We we've got two two different lines of rings now: uh, a precision ring and then more of our value-based armor rings. Um, yeah, just a little bit of everything at this point. And just real quick, because you did touch on it, I wanted to, because a lot of our listeners, we try to do it for, you know, starting shooting and stuff like that and getting into the sport in general. Can you kind of explain a little bit between first focal plane and second focal plane for our listeners? Yeah, so traditionally speaking, uh, most people are familiar with second focal plane. Second Second focal plane scopes, when you zoom in or zoom out, your reticle size stays the same. Um, that's great if you're uh, just a traditional hunter using muzzle point blank range, or if you're an F class shooter and you're you're not wanting to obscure any of your targets. But you know, for the modern rifleman, you're probably going to shoot at different magnifications. You're going to zoom in or zoom out depending on how much magnification you need or how much field of view you need to see your target array, or if you're hunting in the woods or anything. And if you were to take a shot at anything other than max magnification on a second focal plane, um, your reticle wouldn't be valid. On a first focal plane, your reticle is going to get larger or smaller, depending on zooming in or zooming out. And that's going to keep your reticle valid at any magnification. So if it's a, if it's a mil-based reticle, one mil is one mil, regardless if it's on low power or high power. Uh, same thing with the BDC. First focal plane BDC... If it's 100 yards, 200, and 300 yards, it doesn't matter what magnification you're on, it's going to remain 100, 200, and 300 yards. Okay. Yeah, I really like that feature. Uh, I, I just got introduced to the first focal plane this year, uh, shooting the matches, and just knowing that I can calculate holdovers and stuff like that and stay reliable wherever I dial the focus on the scope to, that, that's a handy tool, for com- especially in competitive shooting. Sure, sure. Uh, do you have what's your favorite optic that Athlon offers? For me, it's the Midas TAC. Um, not every gun I own has our our top of the line scope on it. In fact, most of my guns I, I go with uh, with a with a mid range optic, the Midas TAC. Um, there's lots of options there. There's the um, six to twenty four, the four to sixteen, and the five to twenty five, which is our entry level, really affordable. Uh, 34 millimeter to 110 MOA, 32 mils of adjustment. It's got HD glass, a capped windage, no illumination, um, but a precision zero stop on your elevation turret. So you're never never going to get off your zero and lose it. You can always come right back to it real easy. But for me, it's it's the minus tack just for the the value you get in that optic and the performance you get out of it. Um, I think I think it's a great place to start. I, I can completely agree with you. And that kind of goes into, you know, for a new shooter, what do you look for in a new scope? I think you touched on it is based on what it, what you're doing, find the scope that works for you in that application. It doesn't have to be that top of the line scope all the time. If you're going out and hunting with a shotgun, let's say at a hundred yards, you're, you're not going to slug hunt with, you know, a 1500 or $2,000 scope necessarily, but get one that works for you. Yes, sir. You know, yep, I, I, Completely agree. I I sell a lot of the Argos. Um, that that scope line, it's all around um, the what's it the one to six or one to eight power, and then the the six to twenty four. It's it just does so much. Um, and with the Gen twos that I've started selling, it seems like, and I haven't looked th- thoroughly through all the catalog and the updated list I just got from you guys, but 
I see zero stops appearing in almost everything you guys offer now. Um, mm-hmm. The benefit to zero stop. Um, do you want to give us just a quick little more in depth on that so people understand? You know, I try to explain to my customers what the zero stop does, but you know, that's only people that are calling the shop when I'm putting a gun together or ordering an optic for them. But for the listeners, do you want to glance or give us a quick rundown on the zero stop? Sure. So, you know, we were talking about maxification, uh, zooming in, zooming out, and, and, and all that. The, the guys that are typically running for a focal plane are uh, a little more into the precision mindset. They're going to do a lot of dialing for shots at greater distances. They're going to turn their elevation turret to whatever solution their, their ballistic app has given them. So if you need to dial for 300 yards, 1.7 mils, you can dial right up to it. Well, as you're, as you're dialing up and down, back and forth for, for various targets, you want to be able to come right back to your initial zero. You zeroed your gun at more than likely 100 yards. You don't want to have to think about, okay, did I dial one revolution or two revolutions? or Where's my zero? You want to be able to come right back to it without thinking about it and just have a solid hard stop right where you set your zero. So that's where the, the zero stop really comes in. Um, maybe you've been walking out in the woods, uh, you've got your gun on your back, and you're getting ready to take a shot on that buck of a lifetime. You can reach up, turn your turret, and hit your zero stop, and it, it just gives you that peace of mind that nothing nothing's moved on yet, and you're right where you need to be. You're you're on that initial zero as you suspected, and just easy to come back to. Okay, perfect. So one one thing I can I guess we can kind of go from there is. Uh, tips on mounting a scope. I mean, me personally, when I was a kid and growing up, I didn't use glass. My dad would not let me use glass. If I was going to deer hunt, you learn how to shoot that rifle without, you know, a scope. So when I first zeroed my first scope out and got into glass for the first time, it took me forever until some guy kind of gave me some tips and I used those. And I just kind of wanted to let you kind of go on what's, you know, what do you do for proper scope mounting? Yeah, you know, I typically recommend to people um, shoot three-round groups when you're going to zero that scope initially. Um, do, do you want to talk about scope mounting or, or just well, the initial zero? Scope mounting to setup, you know. Okay. So yeah. between adjusting the focus, getting your eye relief distance. Uh, Not getting scope kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anytime you go to mount your optic, there's a lot of different firearms on the market. Um, picking the right ring height, that can be a challenge in of itself. A lot of it's going to depend on what kind of rifle stock you're running. Um, does it have a drop in it, like a traditional hunting rifle, or is it more like an AR where your, your stock's in line with the upper receiver? Uh, a lot of it's going to depict your ring height. So that, that's a conversation in, of, in and of itself. Um, we've got some how-to guides on our website that can help you through that. Um, as far as setting up your eye relief, that's so you, you don't get uh, bit by your scope. <laughs> yeah. What I would recommend is make sure you're taking an appropriate stance. You know, most guys aren't going to shoot real wide open um, with their with their body. They're, they're going to shoot crossbody a little bit. Um, dial your magnification up. Go ahead and set it at the higher magnification setting. And, and see if you can see a full, clear picture. If you see a black halo around what should be your target image, 
Uh, that scope needs to go forward or back a little bit. Uh, you should have, even on high magnification, a full clear view. So start there. Um, if you need to move your rings forward or back, pretty easy to do. Um, you've got two settings on most of our scopes, or on most scopes in general. You've got the parallax setting, which is going to be on the turret housing, um, left-hand side. The parallax setting is your target focus. As you, you, you'll notice that typically it says 50 yards, 100 yards, 200, 300, and infinity. You're, you're turning that to bring your target into focus. So it's not necessarily, those numbers are great, they're a reference, but just turn it until it's in focus. The other setting is your diopter. That's your eyepiece, being able to turn your eyepiece in and out. That is the setting that you're only ever going to set one time. When you first get the scope mounted and you go out, look at look at a white wall, look at a, a clear blue sky, something, some kind of plain background that's not going to distract you, and turn that diopter to focus your reticle. That's all that diopter is going to do is focus, or not your reticle, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, turn that diopter to focus your reticle. That's all it's going to do is give you um, your reticle focus. You set that one time, you never do it again. Everything else from there on out is just your parallax, turning it to focus your target. It's your target focus. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, no, like I said, my, my first time ever using a, a rifle and getting everything set up, what I did is I started at 20 yards. I kind of bore sighted it, got it on, got it lasered at 25 yards, yep. put my group down, and adjusted, you know, fire three rounds. Where am I at on paper? Okay, adjust yep. it down. Once I got centered at, you know, 25 yards, I backed it out to 50, then backed it out to 100. So for someone who's yep. just getting into the sport, start close and just work your way back. You'll get there. It, and the more of these you do, the more feel you get for it. And you can do one round and, okay, that wasn't me. I didn't flinch kind of thing. And we need to move that up and to the right or down into the left, whatever that may be. But really good information on that because, yes, adjusting that scope for the first time is hard and working on ARs is a completely different thing than working on, let's say, a Tika 300. It, it's a, a, a hunting rifle versus that flat top and ring selection yep. is paramount. You know, yeah. I, when I sold guns and stuff like that was try to get the scope as low as you can, closest to that, you know, barrel axis as you can, because it just gives you that more feel that you can move that round up and down if you need to. And it does get difficult at times when you start getting some of these ARs with the big uh, uh, objective lens, it's hard to get them down. Well, my 6.5 Creedmoor, uh, I've got the, you guys' four-inch uh, sunshield on it too for glare and that when I put caps on it, that actually rests on my handguard rail. So I've clearanced my uh, cap now, but I'm actually looking for a slight rise on it because I got to pull that up off. But you know, a, a trick I learned just a couple weekends ago when I was out with that, um, we couldn't see where I was hitting on paper because I, I get the targets with the cross hatches on them. You know, they're one inch increments, so I can calculate what my clicks on my uh, turrets are doing, but found out take a big sheet of white paper and put just a couple orange dots on it so you have more area uh, because when you are mounting a new scope i don't use lasers that you know i'm doing mostly ars so i just kind of bore sight them by eye uh, but we had a heck of a time with that ar uh, i was fighting a migraine when i was trying to sight it in i found out that's probably not the best idea um, but 
Yeah, so uh, the other thing I've got that I deal with my customers, and I'm trying to get them to understand because it's something I've picked up recently, is proper torque uh, between the rings or the cantilever mount to hold that scope down. You know, I've I've bought used guns where you strip out a screw trying to take it off because somebody's just over-wrenched that mount, that's those caps down. Um, how important is it? I know on your packaging it says, I believe, 25-inch pounds on the cantilever mount when I'm putting a scope in and I carry a torque wrench and most of my customers, I take them to the range and sight in their new rifles. But, you know, for people to understand how important it is it to meet that torque for that scope. Quite a bit, honestly. Um, what I usually recommend is go, go with the torque spec that's provided by the rings that you're using. Um, a few reasons to that. You look at rings and, and you might assume that they're all the same, but they may not be a perfect 50-50 split. Not every company runs a 50-50 split on their rings. Uh, the materials being used, all that's going to affect the, the actual torque spec. Um, if you over torque a scope, you can freeze up a parallax lens. You can crush a tube. Um, shoot, I've seen, I've seen guys on those uh, nuts on the cantilevers. Uh, crush a Picatinny rail because they thought they needed 65 foot pounds of torque instead of. Oh, good pounds. God! <laughs> uh, great way to run a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gun an AR yeah. that's permanent. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you need a whole new upper receiver. So torque spec is pretty important. You know whether you're using fixed sticks or a Wheeler fat wrench. Um, definitely pay attention to it and, and make sure you're on the right setting before you go out in your scope. Um, I won't lie. When I when I started out, sure, I took a little T handle uh, Allen wrench that came with the the rings and and laid into it, and and that's not a great option. If you over torque, you damage a scope. If you under torque it, your scope's not going to hold zero. It's, it's going to slide around in the rings, and you're going to waste ammo. You're gonna you're going to be frustrated. Get it right the first time. Torque it to spec and go from there. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up another really good point before I, we, we've got two questions left for you, and then I'm going to unleash you to, you know, do this shameless self-promotion and company self-promotion here. But um, first off, what is Athlon's warranty? Lifetime. Um, you accidentally run over your scope, we're going to take care of you. Perfect. Pick up the pieces. If you, as long as you can find something identifiable, send us the pieces. And we'll take care of you. We don't cover uh, neglect. I mean, if you want to go out and beat it with a hammer just to see if it's tough, yeah, we're not going to cover that. That's just being dumb. But accidents happen. So, so we cover it. perfect example, and I won't use the other manufacturer, but I had a guy when I was living out in Colorado, bought a scope for elk hunting. He went out, mm-hmm. zeroed his rifle. He wasn't paying attention, had it leaned up against his ATV, backed up, backed over his scope. And that was another company that has another warranty like that, the lifetime warranty. And they took care of him. I mean, they got him a new scope and he was happy. It wasn't his fault. Yep. You know, well, it was, but it yep. wasn't neglectful. It wasn't malicious in doing so. But if something goes wrong, you're going to take care of the customer is the main thing I'm hearing. Um, yes, sir. The, I've got a scope saying on my desk right now, uh, not to mention any names, but it's, it, it's one of my uh, favorite scopes to have come in this year. Uh, Muzzle order season. Somebody might have forgotten to unload before they put the next column of powder oh. in and bullet in. Ouch. When he fired, luckily, luckily, he's fine, but when he fired, 
the barrel ruptured with such force, it blew the scope out of the rings, broke wow. every lens out of the scope. Scope's completely separated from the gun at this point. That's thing insane. is just crushed, and uh, you know it, it, it's impressive <laughs> to to see what that scope went through. But he was covered. You know, accidents happen. We're that, glad he's okay. We got him a new optic, and he can get back in the field. Do you carry a spare pair of drawers with him that day? Because <laughs> Wow. That that would be a wild ride. No joke. So, no and then uh, Athlon's Get Behind the Glass Challenge. Is that still going on? You know, with COVID, it's kind of taken on a, a whole new deal. We haven't we haven't killed it off, but we've kind of let off the gas on a bit. We, we still get out and do things. Um, we're not traveling as much as we did. Um, that's mainly just to keep everyone in the office safe. And let's face it, a lot of places aren't having the big events. Yeah, no, uh, we've absolutely. We've been in the firearms industry. Um, shooting events are still taking place. And, you know, I'm a competitive shooter. Uh, one of our sales guys is. Um, we, we've got several shooters here that uh, we try to get out and still enjoy our hobbies and passions um, as much as we can. And we'll show up with the demo table, of course, you know, after the match. We want to take a look at things. But, well, if y'all uh, get up here to Minnesota when we do have one, it'll be more down. of a 2021 thing, I believe. More than likely, and if y'all do get up to Minnesota, I'm sure Mike and I will come down see y'all. Yeah, you know, introduce ourselves at least and get a face to face because it it is COVID has changed a lot of things. Um, from like up here in Minnesota with the ice fishing shows, all of them got canceled. Um, yeah, I bought yeah. myself an ice castle fish house, and when I went in, they had two of them. And he's like, "If you want one, put money down because they're going to be gone today." I mean, stuff's just moving that fast because no one has anything else to do. So let's get out and enjoy stuff. So I'm going to let you loose in just one second, but there was one thing on your site I did see, and I am a former military guy. Um, you do the the support for the Leo and for first responders is what I caught and military. We do. Okay, and we is that do. just there's something? A we... to, there's a few ways to take advantage of that. We're Thank on you. expert voice and guide fitter, uh, pretty accessible there. If you're if you're LEO or military or first responder. Um, we can also take care of you if you shoot um, kevin.k at athlonoptics.com and email. Um, just verify who you are, and, and we'll get you taken care of. But the easiest route is expert voice and guide fitter um, to get to get taken care of for military and law enforcement. And, and to myself, I have seen you guys on the uh, expert voice. That's what I use. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, do the training, and you learn a lot about the product. So if you are a member, you know, former military, active duty military, first responder, L- LEO, whatever it is, get on to that expert voice. There's a lot of information that's contained in there, and you get some really good discounts as well, but it's learning the products as well. It's not just I get a discount. It's you get to learn about the products and actually get behind the scenes a little bit more than your average customer would, and I really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, I'm going to give you a little bit of time here. Go ahead and plug the company and let us know where we can find you, what's going on with you, anything else you want to say. But I'm just going to turn the mic over to you for a minute. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Well, Athlon Optics, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel where we do publish a little bit of our videos there. Um, you can reach us through contact at athlonoptics.com. Our website is athlonoptics.com. Um, right now we're releasing all of our new 2021 products. So between yesterday and December 11th, we're going to put out three to four new products every day on our Facebook page. 
uh, check them out there. They'll be on our homepage and our website as well. Yeah, I'm real excited to see. I got the uh, dealer listing uh, just the other day, and there's some uh, pretty cool things coming up with that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are going to be surprised tomorrow uh, what we've got coming out. So, and we will be tomorrow. throwing a link up to that on our Facebook page for the podcast, just so people can get out there and see what we're talking about, and you know, get in contact with you. And I do recommend anyone if you're shopping for an optic, check them out. It's not going to hurt. You know, your dad may have had, you know, a different brand optic, and he's telling you that's the only thing you should get. Check out some of these other brands. There's a lot of these manufacturers, Athlon being one of my favorites that I've noticed and, you know, been watching, that are doing great products at reasonable pricing that you can actually get into and get a very, very great quality product out of it. Yep. Well, Dustin, we appreciate the time. Uh, It's good talking to you, and uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully getting to see you guys out here at some events in the next year or so. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, keep moving your products for you guys. I know my customers have been more than satisfied with them. So, Is uh, is King of 0.28 Miles up in your neck of the woods? Yeah, they do that. Uh, I haven't gone to one yet. I uh, I, I want to build a better rifle for that. My uh, Ruger just doesn't hold enough uh, accuracy. Uh, it's not repeatable enough for that yet, but it's definitely one I want to get into. Uh, well, do you, do you guys come uh, up? Hopefully I'll be up for it next year, and maybe I'll get to see you guys then. Yeah, sounds good. It sounds like a plan. Well, sir, I'll let you go. You have a very good night and a great weekend because we won't be talking to you before Saturday or Sunday, so at least I can tell you to have a good weekend now and be one of the first of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you got to take care. I appreciate it. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. That was a good conversation. We had. I uh, really appreciate Dustin taking the time, uh, introducing some Athlon stuff to us. Um, yeah, they're a good company. Like I said, we are a dealer at Black Market Coatings for Athlon. Uh, the products are extremely high end for the price range they're in. They, uh, we, uh, we move uh, quite a bit of them. Uh, like I said, we've got them in inventory. Uh, customers love them. All right. And that being said, um, you know, we're still looking for some sponsors. I still have to talk to someone who reached out to us. So I will be doing that. Um, I'm not going to name names until I talk to her. Um, but we are looking for sponsors. We are looking for topics. If there's something y'all want to hear about or you're an expert in whatever it is, please let us know so that we can get in contact with you. Uh, you can reach us through the website with Black Market Coatings. If you message Black Market Coatings, you'll get a hold of one of us. Yep. If you do the Facebook page, you'll get a hold of both of us. Yep. Um, we are on Facebook, Podbean, Apple, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, other podcast platforms. So I've got it out there. I've been working on this now for... See, I can't keep up with them all. A month and a half now. Yeah. And just been driving you nuts because I'm like, hey, send me that code. Hey, send me that code. Yep. But we're getting it out there. We we want more information. We want followers. Tell your friends. Let us know what you think. Leave us reviews, please. Um, it's going to help us out and help us get a better show out to you on a regular basis. But beyond that, Mike, do you have anything else today? No, still working on... Uh the coyote hunt um that we're going to do with the show that one looks like it's coming up here in the near future so we'll keep you updated on that watch uh facebook for some posts on that um we need to get our instagram page caught up it's got one post on it you from when we started so that's all you man yeah i'm not an instagram guy but 
It's been a pleasure, Mike. Yeah. Um, let's get out of here. I know it's a little shorter episode than we usually do, but we're right in that time slot. We're at about 40 minutes. So y'all have a good one. Uh, here is another. This was another episode of Ring and Steel Podcast with Patrick and Mike. Uh, tune in again, and we will talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.